Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the C and the J Wrestling Show. <laughs> you started, then you stopped yourself and redid it. I like yeah, it. I was like, fuck it, let's get a little crazy here. Why not, why not? Hey everybody, welcome back to another awesome edition of the C&J Wrestling Show. Um, yes sir. We're back, a lot of things have happened. Um, some some of them I've seen, some of them I haven't, but I know about some of them. You've seen everything uh, that we're, you want to talk about, I'm sure. So I'll pretty much, okay, since I haven't seen shit. <laughs> well first, um... Yeah, guys, oh, welcome mean, to the CNJ show. Um, no, but yeah, but yeah, we'll 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 hop around and do our usual, you know, fuck around and see what's going on. But um, I would like to report though that I am a, a proud owner of um, uh, Wardlow, Takeonti, Sting, and uh, the newest MJF uh, figure with Unmatched. They're pre-ordered today, um, so. Really. Yeah, and and I did not expect to purchase this item, but I did. Um, I got a Kenny Omega wrestling buddy, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I did. don't, I don't know why, but I did, and I don't know what I'm ever going to do with it, or if it's ever going to leave the box. But <laughs> I have it anyway. Um, yeah, that's. Well, uh... I, want to, I want to get a Roosh one from Ring of Honor. <laughs> Yeah, those. I gotta say that I his looks pretty pretty badass too. So I haven't got around to that. But um, on another note, I, I know we're jumping. Maybe I'm jumping ahead here. But did you see um, who is making an appearance in a um, I believe a Puerto Rico? Yes, uh, I did. <laughs> you know, yes, I did. Yeah, and you know, I, first off, I. I like the promo that he did or the video um, is very, part, very villainous. Um, but um, yeah, it was good. Um, this is a big step. And I mean this as, yeah, it's not, you know, any of the big companies or anything like that. It's just a little indie, you know, company, but whatever. Um, this is a big step. He needs to get back out there and start getting back out there. Um, I agree. I agree. You know, and I think this is probably the best way to do it. Um, yeah, start small. There's yeah, because there there is still backlash, and there still will be backlash, and and that'll lead into what I want to talk about later with this whole dark side of the ring stuff. But I can save that till later. But it all kind of ties into that. And I know you haven't watched it. I haven't watched it, but I've read pretty much everything about it. And yeah. We'll I, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. And you know me, I, I don't understand, I guess, fully the backlash to Skrull. I don't understand a lot of how we're criticizing someone based off of, you know, word of mouth allegations. No one's been convicted. No one's been put in, you know, served time. You know, Unless this is arrested. Yeah, and it, nor will would he be because of the fact that it's legal and consensual in in his country, and it she it's not having. I don't, I don't even recall really what happened, but I, and it's fine. But here's the thing: he needs a he's a very popular piece to the wrestling puzzle that is missing, and whether. You agree with me, agree with Jay, whatever the case may be. Everybody has their own opinions. Um, 
and I miss him. I think he's a big piece of wrestling, and that whole whole point of him as a character is important to, um, I think, wrestling Bullet Club and everything. And it makes you wonder, and God rest his soul, but um, for Brody, if, you know, if, if... what would have happened if he would have came to AEW and he wasn't the exalted one and it was actually Marty? Like, what path would Brody have received? You know, that's another thing. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. Well, it, who knows? Um, is there still potential for him to come in as the exalted one at some point? Probably, but I do think that space is being lined up for Bray. Um, how they're going to go about that, I don't know. Um, but I will say this. I know I'm probably jumping ahead here a little bit, but if it is Bray, I think it's a smart move. And the reason is the Dark Order are not in a particularly high spot in the company at the moment. Uh, Any of them, really. Um, You know, as a tag team, I mean, their most popular figure is Anna, I would say at the moment, or Johnny Huggy. And I would probably lean more towards Anna. And... uh, they're just not high in the card right now. And I think that could be a good thing for Bray to start off with them not being catapulted instantly to the top. You know, I just think it would be a smart thing for him and we'll see, but I do think that's what that position is going for because the only other possible scenario, and I'll say this as another option here too, at some point, I think, and once again, I'm all over the place here, but, um, I think the Bray thing could make sense because it could have lead to a feud with Hangman, which is not necessarily a bad thing to start off. And you know, to get him out, to, you know, to get Hangman out of the championship picture, to have Bray not in a big scene right away, I, stuff like that is is a smart way of, to go about. It. I mean, if, if you look at Malachi for a second, he's not in the championship picture. He's battling mid-card guys outside of Cody, you know, and not even mid-card guys, dark guys, you know, and it's smart because he's not being catapulted directly to the top. And and I think that's a smart way to do it. And he's not losing, he's winning and he's been successful. So we'll see, but that's just kind of my theory, my thoughts on Bray Wyatt, I guess to start to show off. I don't know what you, any of your thoughts or anything. Um, Honestly, I I'm I'm in a wait and see mode, man. Like like I, you know how I was about Punk and Brian. It's kind of the same thing about Bray. I mean, not nearly as is anticipating like huge, big, whatever move the needle thing like Punk and Brian were. But I just I don't know, man. I, I when it comes to pro wrestling nowadays, I like it old school. I like to just fucking be surprised and. He shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, he goes somewhere else. Great. You know, as long as I get to see him. Um, I kind of really hope he doesn't go to Impact at this point, and that ties into what I'm going to talk about later with Dark Side of the Ring. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the and, – and I've said this on the show, and I've said this to you off the show, that out of anybody um, who would take that spot, you know, I want to say replace Brody because you're never going to replace Brody. But if there's anybody that they're going to bring in to be the new leader of the Dark Order, 
it has to be Wyndham Rotundo. And that's the only person that would make sense and fit at this point. Even Marty, I don't think, would be the guy at this point. Um, you know, all the other personal problems aside that he's going through and he wouldn't be here anyway. But I don't think that there's anybody else in the entire industry that would fit other than Wyndham Rotundo. To- you don't think um, Adam? I don't think Paige fits them, dude. I think he's like the mystery. No, 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 no. Adam, sure. I saw Adam Braun. Oh, Braun? Eh. No, I don't want to see Braun anywhere near the AEW. I, I don't like that guy. I've never liked the guy. I don't understand what people see in the guy. He's a WWE guy. He's a Vince guy. You know, Russo was a, a Russo. Rusev, I should say, was... was kind of the WWE big man, but he was also very good in the ring. Uh, Adam Shearer, Braun Strowman, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Uh, No, he's never been good in the ring. He's a big dude. He powers over people. I I was bored by his matches with Brock, his matches with Goldberg. Well, I'm bored with any matches with Goldberg. Um, No, dude, I, I, I don't. Not at all. I don't want to see him in that company. I, I don't want to see him in that company in the same vein that I don't want to see Ryback in that company. But I don't think we're going to get Ryback in that company ever. I don't think we're going to get. Now. I don't think we're going to get Ryback in any <laughs> any of the big yeah any of the big four. So WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact, Big Five, or New Japan. I don't think we're going to get him in any. Um, and I'll say so it's awesome alone to even say that we have a big five, but in reality we do. And, yeah. you know, even Ring of Honor, while you might consider – a lot of people might consider Ring of Honor and even Impact, you know, on a much lower spectrum, they're not. I mean, they are they're, – they're, they're legit companies. They're legit places that have big fucking names, you know. I mean, yeah. how big of names? How many? Sure, not a ton, you know, Ring of Honor probably has less, obviously, than Impact, but that's even, you know, questionable at times. Um, but, yeah, but, I, yeah, I agree. I, I will say this. Braun was on High Spots doing, um, like, a sign of live today. I was watching it. The man can, the, the man can talk. And yeah. I, I'll say this. He definitely, he was talking. He was getting emotional about, um, like, a charity thing he works for. But just um, he, him talking alone, like, I think to myself, they could have did more with him and not just made him some, you know, big meathead figure, you know. So it is what it is now. But I, I do think there was more to him than we actually got got to see. Yeah, well, maybe he'll prove me wrong. We'll see. I'm I'm open to <laughs> I'm open to be proven wrong. I, I don't think, uh, you know. Um, the be all end all by any stretch of the means, but at the same time, until I'm proven wrong, I still will feel the way that I do. Um, that being said, um, I know we're still jumping over the place. So I did just want to touch base because you mentioned New Japan. I know a year ago when they did the G1, um, I actually did watch every single match for the first time ever. Watch the whole tournament from start to finish. This year, it's already started. I have not watched a single match yet. I'm two shows before that behind already on it. So, 
no, I will not be covering the G1 like I did last year on the show. So I apologize, everybody. However, when the finals do happen, I'm sure we will talk about it because that's when it matters the most anyway. So. Oh, for sure. No, I, I definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, we have been jumping around, uh, which is fine. Um, let's, I, I kind of want to get, I, I mean, obviously, AEW's, you know, king right now but we might as well talk a little bit about WWE here get that out of the way um do we have to <laughs> we do we do we do you know there's a well, lot to shit <laughs> there's a lot to talk about um i guess you can say maybe not just just little things i i, I want i personally want to start with NXT and you knew this was coming um so I didn't I didn't see this week's yet, by the way, but go ahead. Okay, no, that's fine. You it was interesting, but that's besides the point. Um here's the thing. They turn NXT into NXT.0. Gone is the metal music. In is is this rap crap. Um another thing that's gone is just like the dark grittiness of you know be NXT and in is bright colors. Everything is visual. Now I will I will say this. I like the whole color aspect, the brightness of it. It, 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 it. And I brought this up to you. It really brings me to the like early 90s, 92, 93 vibe of, you know, era. Um, it, it's just very reminiscent of that to me. Um, it just, I don't know. It was like, it, I felt like I was kind of watching Monday Night Raw when it was Monday Night Raw, you know, when it was on USA. Well, it's still on USA, but in the beginning, it just kind of had that everything is, you see everything, you see the fans. It's, it's just something about it. I mean, it's very much trying to be like Raw and SmackDown on a smaller scheme. And I get it. I get why they're doing that now because, you know, who's in charge, but. I actually prefer how it's set up and the color and everything better than WWE or better than Raw and SmackDown. Maybe because it's more personal. It's not packed in the arena. It's not over the top with the, how big the fucking, I'm going to call it, the Titantron is. Uh, like, you know, like it's, I don't know. I liked it though. And as far as the show goes, um, I'll say this. And once you watch this week, you'll you'll get more to why I'm saying this. They're doing their they're trying a little they're trying too much to blow their load and show all the new fucking young people they have at once. And oh, I, I knew that from the first week. That was one of the reasons why. Well, no, that's what I'm going I, off I, of the first week. But the second yeah. week, second week's worse. Oh, and boy. yeah, and I'll say this: the only one I've seen of any like merit that I have interest in is Braun Breaker. And do we have to call him that? <laughs> Steiner. Um, uh, he cuts a promo, Jade. I, I can't wait for you to watch it. Um, at some point, I swear to God, dude, it sounded identical to fucking Scotty Steiner. Like I was oh, like, I, yeah, I, I noticed that the first week, dude, me and my girl were watching it and, like, is that Scott's son? No, it's Rick's son. He goes, Rick's son? Yeah, he sounds like Scott. I'm like, yep, he looks like him too. He, look, he looks like both of them combined, really. 
He's got he's got a little bit of that. He's got that Steiner gene for sure. And, yeah, uh, he does. He does. Yeah. But um, well, I'll, I'll I'll let you finish, and I I got some stuff I want to say about the first episode. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. But um, yeah, man. You know, hold on a second. I'm I'm. Well, lovely. If you're watching football right now, Christian McCaffrey's out for the rest of the game. <laughs> Yay! It helps me in one of my leagues. <laughs> hold on one but second. I'm... I'm one and one in two of my leagues, and I'm zero and two in the other. And oh, very one nice. And, two, and one of the zero and twos is a money league. So what does that tell you? That's <laughs> there you go. Um, but anyway, um, well, that's lovely. <laughs> that's a good start to my night right there. Anyway, um, with that being, you actually drafted your namesake. I'm sorry. Um, it's. Or the dynasty one or whatever. Yeah. I I gotta Yeah, yeah. No, I gotta say I I like Braun Breaker. I I think he has potential. He has a look. He can he can go in the rink, he can talk. It's been a small sample size, but I like what he's he can bring to the table. Um and I'm really curious to see where he's gonna go with that. Um as far as their choice for, um, you know, Chapa, this is interesting. Um, I, I really thought they were going with Dunn, and I, I was surprised that they went with Chapa. Like, don't get me wrong, Chapa's my man. Like that's my boy. Like that's my dude. Like I'm all about Chapa, hundred percent. But I was surprised because he had the belt already. I feel like they don't want to put the belt on. Dunner or O'Reilly for whatever fucking reason it is. Um, yeah, maybe not yet. I mean, I'm guessing, I mean, they're both young, Dunn especially. Um, so maybe I'm just, you know, jumping the gun. Champa's a more of a known face, I guess. I don't know. But, and then you put Von, we- Von Wagner in the fucking match. And first off, no offense to the guy. I didn't think he was that good in the ring. Number two, he looks like he's like, I don't know how to say this without being a dick. He looks dumb. Like he just, when I look at him, I'm just like, Duh. you know, like I just, I don't know. Like he doesn't look, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't see it. Now, the only thing I can think of with Champa, and this scares me, <laughs> is that they put the belt on Champa for him to lose to Braun. And I'm like, Fuck me, that's too goddamn fast. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts? <laughs> Where the fuck do I start? All right. Um. <clears throat> so you told me about you know you had that raw ninety three feel to it in Manhattan Center, and I watched it. And I could see why you think that. It definitely has a little bit of that feel. Um, so I don't totally hate it. But <clears throat> the booking of the show made me hate it more <laughs> and more and more. The more I watched it, the more I couldn't stand it. The only thing 
that was entertaining to me on that entire fucking show was the wedding. And even then, I couldn't stand the placement of it. I understand why they did it, but it totally felt like SummerSlam 91. Match made in heaven, because you do the title match first, and then a ma- or match made in he- hell, heaven, whatever. You flip the, you know, do the match first, and then the wedding. I just had those vibes, man. And, and it's not that, I mean, we did the fucking watch along, right, for SummerSlam 91. So, yeah, yeah, we did. Um, that was so long ago. We got to do more of those. But, um, you know, I mean, we, we, we did that. And, and it's not that it was a bad show, but it's just like, where is the originality in this fucking company? And, you know, I sent you that article and it said, you know, about Russo or whatever. I'm like, I, I, whether, you know, that's true or, or whether he, he is or he isn't, whatever the case may be. It totally feels, and this is across the entire three brand or three uh, shows of this company, brands, shows, whatever. Uh, what's a brand anymore, right? It's all WWE, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's it is. <laughs> it is, and uh, in my opinion, it, it's it's Vince Russo's prints are all over all three of these shows. Whether he's actually writing for them again, or if Vince. McMahon is consulting with him privately and getting ideas from him and actually using them and paying him under the table so Vince Russo doesn't have the fame but he's got the right I I don't know maybe maybe he has nothing to do with it yeah I'm not trying to start any conspiracy rumors or anything but me as a wrestling fan just seeing how this booking style is and knowing Vince Russo's booking style not just in the WWE in the 90s, but everywhere else he went after that. It's the same fucking world. And a lot of what he did in the 90s for WWF at the time worked. Wherever else he wherever else he went, it didn't work. And it's the scene he's never changed it. And I just, I don't know, man. I, I can't stand it. I really can't stand it. I, I don't see... And this this goes back, though, before they ch- did the format change of, of the show and everything with the stage, the colors, the music, all of that. It's still the same bullshit booking. Roderick Strong is not a goddamn cruiserweight. I mean, yeah, he, he could fit, you know, under the 205 limit whatever and they're building him up like he's a smaller guy and he is a smaller guy but to me he's graduated from that cruiserweight status he's in the same boat as far as I'm concerned as Santos Escobar is as far as he doesn't need a cruiserweight title and he he never did go for the cruiserweight title it's almost like they're um, they're going in reverse with him with Roddy you know like he was up there he was a North American champion. He was part of the greatest faction in the history of that brand. And now like, he and Kyle are the only ones left. And they're both doing their own things. But they have him in this fucking other group full of nobodies. that No one knows who any of them are. Except for him and, and uh, 
Stokely Hathaway, aka Malcolm Bevins, whatever the fuck you want to call him, because they both have history with Ring of Honor, which I, I get, but they don't mention that. You know, I mean, we know that, but they don't want us to know it, but we know it. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I think it's stupid. I mean, yeah, okay, you're going to say Kushida and Roderick Strong would have great matches together. Yeah, I'm sure they will, but where are the other cruiserweights? You know, why are you focusing on Roddy? Why don't you try to build other superstars up, and why don't you make Roddy into something that you're trying to make Kyle into? You know, well, I guess Kyle, I, I get Kyle got the big feud with Cole and everything, and that's why and Roddy's the ba- the heel and Kyle's the baby face and whatnot, but still, put him in that picture, though. You know, I mean, it would make more sense to me, considering the history he has with Kyle, versus, you know, Kushida, where, I mean, maybe if they had, like, a little bit of, you know, dealings when uh, Kushida came over from New Japan when Roddy was still there, but I don't know, I don't think that happened. I think Roddy was gone already by that time. Um, you know, Jay, I'll say this yeah. about um, about um, Roddy and, and just a cruiserweight. I think they're just, you know, maybe it's just time to pull the trigger on the whole cruiserweight division at this point because, you know, you've took Santos and he's kind of now well, now he's in like the North American title battle with Swerve Scott. I, do you need the Cruiserweight title? Because you're just basically taking guys at this point. And in all fairness, people can argue, well, how come Pete Dunn's not in that? You know, like, and don't get me wrong, I'll agree with you. Uh, Pete maybe should be. But, you know, I don't know, Jay. I, it, it, it's hard for me to really figure out here what the best game plan is for all those guys. And this is what can, this is what bothers me about what NXT is doing. And maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of see it from, like I see it already. I feel like they're game planning for some type of survivor series match at survivor series. And I think it's going to be in some aspect or even like their own survivor series where it's going to be, like old NXT versus new NXT guys or something like that. Because it just, the way they're starting off is like all these matches they're doing are like old guys versus new guys, old guys versus new guys. And it's just like, you know, I I, I get it. It, It's very funny. You say that because that also (laughs) goes back to my first point. It's a storyline that has been done before and that has been done before by Vince fucking Russo. (laughs) Granted, it's been... God, when was Millionaire's Club versus the New Blood? 2000? So we're talking 22 years? Yeah, yeah. Still, man, it's just like... And, and, and no, I mean, I get it. It's just tiresome, and there's just there's there's no creativity, there's no originality in any three of these shows. The only one that piques my interest even slightly 
lately has been SmackDown, but there's even that by having them all jump now to different shows and all this shit and have Roman rule Raw. It's just like, I, I get it. The Survivor Series is coming up, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? We still got fucking a month, probably two months before that happens anyway. You still got the fucking Crown Jewel. And uh, don't you have another pay-per-view in October, too, besides Crown Jewel? Uh, are, they, are they only doing Crown Jewel this year in October? I think they're only doing Crown Jewel. Oh, no, Extreme okay. Rules. Did you say Extreme Rules? No, that's coming up this weekend. That's hmm. September. Yeah, I, I... That's the next one. Yeah, yeah. I think they... Yeah, I think they're only doing... Crown yeah, Jewel. yeah, I think so. Interesting. It is. It is. Well, back to just finishing up with NXT. So, so you had that. It's old diamond mine crap. You had. Uh, oh God! Don't get me started on that. You had Mandy Rose yeah. making her a fucking brunette now. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I guess it'd be kind of cool to put her and Priscilla and this other girl together. I still call her Priscilla because she's always Priscilla Kelly to me. But anyway, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it just seems kind of weird. And, and this, this, Delphine has against Hit Row thing, dude. Okay, first of all, Bfab, I've had enough. Okay, I, I don't need to see her wrestle anymore. Jade Cargill blows her the fuck away. In every aspect of everything. Um, I'm done. I, I don't need to see her. She was awful. She was green as shit. Um, wait, wait. Who, talk- who, 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 who are we talking about? Beef Mandy? Fab. No. Beef oh, Fab God. Hero. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Every sp- Yeah. I, I, I'm done. I'm done. She can talk a little bit. She cannot wrestle. Keep her out of the fucking ring. I'm sorry. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. That that match was it didn't need to happen. It was garbage. Absolute garbage. I don't get this whole entire feud either, man, because it also hakens back to the attitude era when they're doing like all these factions against each other. Like the DOA versus Los Bariquas versus uh uh Nation, you know, at the, and they're all heels. They were all fucking heels. And that's what's going on right now. Both of these factions are fucking heels. No one about them because they're heels. Turn one of them babyface. Okay, how are you gonna do that? No one likes them. <laughs> oh, everyone loves rap. Okay, Vince, get the fuck out of here. It's not nice. Well, that and and, Fine. and that's the thing that drives me crazy about this is is that we look at you know how there's like divisions with in in the world with races and whatnot, and it's clearly happening like front and center in WWE. But nobody even fucking bats a fucking eye. Like you have Hit Row and all Af- you know all African Americans, and then you have Elga, whatever the fuck it is, you know, um, Latino. So it's it just kind of like it, it just it's it just it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm gonna throw Diamond Mine in this for a second because that doesn't make sense to me either. Because you know, just not to hit back for a second here, but. What are you? What are you building Diamond Mine for? Because here's my question: 
and this is no no this is no disrespect to, to Roddy whatsoever. They don't have anybody that is like you know like a champion, like a, like 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 a, like a heavyweight champion material. They could have if they decided to put Roddy in that type. He's not picture. in that. He's not in that. He's not well, in that picture. I don't think. I, I think he's a good enough wrestler to be. I don't size wise, but I mean size wise, he's about the same as Pete Dunn. So you got Pete Dunn in there. Why don't you have Roddy in there? Because I think I think Roddy lacks the the he he lacks something compared to Pete. Uh, it's hard to say. Pete just has that that killer instinct or something about Pete just to me is more champion. Don't get me wrong. Pete's a small motherfucker. Like you, you look at Pete yeah. and, you, and you think to yourself, no fucking way he'll ever be a heavyweight champion. Now, maybe that's true, you know, but I look at DB or, or sorry, Brian Danielson. And I think to myself, he was, you know, and so I, who knows, but I'll tell you another oh, thing yeah. here uh, real yeah. quick. And, I thought for a while that maybe Diamond Mine was leading up to Tessa, and I, I don't, I don't think, I don't believe that is the case anymore, um, because they got the new chick in there. But I, I do think this is leading to Parker, or or Gunnar Harlan or whatever. Yeah, why the hell did they change his name? That's so stupid. I, I, I do think that's this is leading. It, I, th- I do think this is going to lead to him. Or it's going, or another possibility is it's going to lead to somebody else on the, somebody else currently on the roster, either going heel, like Cameron Grimes, or another guy joining the, the faction like L.A. Knight or something. I could, I could see that happening, which would that'll, that'll make more sense to sense to catapult this group. And another thing too is. You know, and I know we can talk about NXT for a while here, so we get, let's, we'll get off of it. But, um, yeah. and oh, here's another thing the draft's coming up. Who's going to be left from this roster when the draft is over with? You know, well, I don't even know if NXT is going to be part of the draft because they weren't last year, I don't think. Or last that, time they that's did. that's true. I'll give you that. That's and, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And, and they're only advertising the draft to happen on Raw and SmackDown. They're not mentioning. Dude, ever since, God, Finn? probably Mania, well, probably Mania, with uh, Charlotte and Rhea, um, they have not mentioned NXT and the main roster in the same breath on hmm. television, and it's it's a shame because they almost kind of did the same thing. Um, I just, I mean, did they have NXT people in the Rumble? I can't even remember. This past year, uh, I know that for the women they did with Freya, but um, technically she was going to get called up to Raw anyway. So I think they did. I feel like they did, but I, I, it's I'm having a hard time visualizing who it was. But I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, I, mean, I know that doesn't help. Did. That doesn't help my the answer, but no, uh, but but they they if they did, they didn't hype it, and it's it seems like for whatever reason. From after the Saudi trip a couple years ago to Survivor Series, they had all this hype, all this momentum, all this like try branding, making NXT actually a legit part, and even having them win 
the majority of the matches, which also, you know, was a huge part. That granted, they didn't win the main event, but um, still, it, it was it, it was like they were building towards something. And Charlotte and Rhea was like the blow off of it, and the blow off it, it, it wasn't even very. It wasn't good. It wasn't well done at all. No, no, no. I don't even like what they have done with Rhea. Oh, Absolutely. I, I mean. No, I'll get into that in a minute. But, but um, maybe, yeah, let's. The, the uh, last thing. Yeah, you go. Yeah, the, la- the last last few things of the NXT. So, the, 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 well, yeah, I already talked about the wedding. I thought that was entertaining. But the last thing, I love that Austin Theory was back. Damian Priest showing up was kind of weird, but whatever. Um, I don't even think he was out there for the wedding segment. They just showed him in the back, which I also thought was weird. Um, I thought the wedding was fucking hilarious. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it honestly, it, it was. It was. I love- it was I, I'll, Austin was. All, I was dying with Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. he was. He, I'm so glad they, they he's back and he's part of this now, and it's hilarious. But. Um, yeah, so that, and then the last thing I'll say, and you mentioned him earlier, this Von Wagner guy. All right, so here's the thing about him. When they first started doing the shows, when they were having the talent be uh, the people in the crowd, you know, during quarantine and everything, this was the one guy that I thought looked like ZZ from Tough Enough the last season they did. It. Patrick Clark was on and everything, the big guy from Louisiana, wrestled alligators, whatever. He looked like ZZ, but I knew it wasn't him. And that's all we've seen of him. He's never wrestled a fucking match. No one knows who the fuck he is. Yet, somebody thought it was a great idea to throw him in here in the main event not a main event segment, but main event match in a title match where okay, no one's seen him before. Why is anyone going to care? You know, I mean storyline, whatever with a Kyle, whatever. But of all the people they could have picked, why him? Did you hear why? You know? No. Oh you, oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. Well, no. you got to hear what... <laughs> So Vinnie Mac apparently is very impressed with him because he looks like identical. Apparently, I don't see it to Edge. Uh, no. Oh uh, yeah, apparently in Vince's eyes, he looks like a young Edge, and that's essentially the reasoning why he got thrown into the match. Jay, the floor is yours. I will say this. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, if you are listening to this right now, which I know you're not, but if you are, or if someone out there in the internet verse hears this and gives it to him to listen to, listen to this. Yes, I am one fan, but I am a one fan that has followed your product from the day that I loved pro wrestling and I still follow it even though I can't stand it but here's the thing if that is your answer 
as to why you put this guy in that match. And I'm not trying to disband Wagner, okay? The guy might be a good wrestler if you let him be himself or whatever the case may be. But here's the thing. You need to build these people up. No one knows who the fuck he is, okay? No one knows who the fuck Rick Steiner's kid is. No one knows who any of these people are. You can't just say, here's a new show. Here's all the new talent. Because guess what happens when you do that? You take a guy like me who loves your product, who's watched your product or loved your product, and watches and follows it, whatever the case may be. You put this product on television. I watch it. But guess what I do? I DVR it. And guess what I ha- guess what happened during this match? I fast-forwarded through the entire fucking match. You want to know why, Vince? This is why. Because I don't know who the fuck Von Wagner is. And I don't care to see him in a match with other people. That's as important as the title for the NXT Championship. <sighs> okay, well, sorry. also, here's my other question. <laughs> this is the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. If I'm a booker... And I'm booking a show, and clearly there's a hard on for Braun or for Steiner. I get it. Um, like I said, I, I'm already a fan based off of what I saw. I already, I haven't seen Parker, and I'm not gonna call him Gunner for no, um, or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, I, I, I've already, I already potentially see more potential in Steiner just based off of his ability to talk and and just that, ex, and the, just whatever. But this is what I don't. This is what I don't understand. So you start the show with him calling out LA Knight. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah, I didn't well, go there yet, but go ahead. <laughs> well, here, here's my question: Why wouldn't you? And clearly, this was to start Dunn and O'Reilly in some fucking feud, which is okay, whatever. Number one, why wouldn't you have Braun? Say okay, LA Knight. Why don't if I beat you, I'm gonna be in that match tonight. That that's number one. So instead, you just have LA Knight wrestle two matches for whatever fucking reason. That's number one. Number two, wouldn't it make more sense to have Ridge just beat the fuck out of O'Reilly in the back and him enter the match and try to help Dunn win? That's number two. There's just but yet as you said, you bring someone in that nobody knows a fuck about while you have guys like Roddy Swerve Santos Kushida or sorry Kushida um uh, Gargano Lumen I know I know there are other things doing other things but all this all this is taking place and yet you bring in someone that literally nobody fucking knows and nobody really gives a shit about cuz he didn't even get a fucking anything yep Uh, you know that you just brought up a great point too johnny fucking gargano okay yeah he's in the wedding saying blah 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 whatever but you're trying to get him over as a baby face right now right no they're no they're not he's gone no oh no no they he's entered my guess is he's entered primary stage is Adam Cole. He, there's a host of guys that are gone. Gargano's contract is apparently up in December. Owens is up in January. All right. But but what I'm saying is based on the storyline they're doing right now, though, you know, with the wedding and he's always Johnny's, you know, 
accepting a Loomis now, blah, 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 blah. Trying to get him over, right? As, as not, not as like the top guy or whatever. You're not going to give him the belt because you're in the contract situation. I get that. Yeah. But wouldn't it make more sense from a storyline standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, to have Johnny Gargano somehow enter this match, take the spot, wrestle, lose, and go in the wedding all fucking in his wrestling gear and shit. Now, wouldn't that just be fucking funny as hell just to like see him all worn out, sitting there, saying shit, giving her away, whatever, all that? Be hilarious. Like, put his little tux on, he's sweating like crazy, whatever. I don't know. That's just me. I'm one guy, right? I'm one guy, but I think that would have been hilarious. But you make a good point, though. Not just him. All of these other people that they could have thrown in that match. And here's the thing about the beginning of that show. You want to debut a new talent, right? Like Steiner's Kid, like Von Wagner, whoever. You have a two-hour show. You want to debut them, that's fine. But you can have them debut in squash matches like they used to do, like on Challenge and Superstars back in the day. And here's the other thing. They did that already in that episode with these two big fuckers in Diamond Mine now that, again, nobody knows who the fuck they are. Why are you wasting time on people like that for a spot in a group that no one gives a fuck about and trying to cram in these other guys in spots where they don't deserve to be in. Granted, okay, Steiner's kid, you know, whatever. The match is fine from what I saw. But having fucking LA Knight lose twice in the same I was shocked that he took the pin in that championship match. I didn't know I didn't think he was gonna win as much. But and I was shocked. Chapa won. I'm very happy. Chapa won. Uh, by the by the way, because I I love Tommaso Chapa and and I believe of anybody in that company other than Johnny Gargano, he deserves to have Goldie, and he's got Goldie now. And if they use him to basically get over Steiner's kid to give him that belt, like you said, man, way too fast, way too soon. But um, for the time being, at least I liked it. But you buried a guy like La Knight who not even a month ago was like, I don't want to say the top heel in the company, but he was, he was definitely in a top storyline at least with, with Grimes and DiBiase. Well, he's going to, I, I have a, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in the idea that he's going to the main roster. I, I think that's what, I think that's what the reasoning behind that was. Now you, and you I mean, let's be honest, LA Knight or Drake, he's not, you know, a, a young pup here. So I think that he's just getting fast tracked to the main roster. And two, two more things, and then you can finish up and then we'll get over with. But yeah. one, is there an actual plan for Dexter Loomis? Or is he just literally just this is it for him? Because I'm really curious because the guy I think is gold in a lot of aspects. And it, I just would like to know if there's an, if there's anything actually for him other than this. Number two, can I spoil one thing for you about NXT? Sure. But it's not even that big of a spoil at all, sure. actually. Sure. Wagner was not on this week's episode. <laughs> Why does that not 
fucking surprise me. No, I, I mind fucking boggled by that. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I'm not surprised because this is what they do. But at the same time, it makes no fucking sense. Why have him in the match if you're not gonna build on him? You know, I, and, and not only that. He still should have taken the pin, dude. I'm sorry. I mean, you want to put Eli Drake on the main roster, go ahead. But he doesn't need to be buried on his way out like that. Not twice in the same night. That's just, that's awful. Oh, he doesn't, Wagner doesn't lose anything taking a pin. He's still got a chance to be in a, in a big spot. Like, him taking a pin, well, you know, like. No, but but it would have, I don't know. It's It's just the hierarchy, you know, like he's. He's a new kid in the in the match. Let him do the job. Whatever you know, it, it ain't gonna. It's not gonna hurt him. You know, I mean, he didn't win, but he, he didn't get pinned. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just would have rather seen him be the one to get pinned. Do you think? Do you think? I wonder about this. Do you think everything taking place right now was directly due to Adam Cole leaving? And but or another another question here for you is. Was Adam? Do you think Adam was consulted at all on where the angle, where the direction of NXT was going, which also helped him make his decision? I'm not sure. I mean, both he and, and uh, Danielson, you know, neither one of them have talked any smack about Vince or the company. Um, the only thing that I heard Cole say is that someone asked him about the gold gimmick about, you know, with him being Mick Keith Lee's manager and all that. And he said he never was, you know, told that at all. So could he be covering that up for Vince? Could, could Vince have told him don't talk about it and he's honoring that wish? Maybe, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think that, a lot of guys, I mean, I, I know that there's a, a lot of people, lots of people that have left this company, whether they got fired or contract was up and they're gone, that have nothing good to say about Vince or the WWE, right? People that are currently in AEW, other places, not signed yet, whatever the case may be. But I think it speaks volumes of the characters of these when guys high profile as high profile as Colin Danielson, neither one of them got released. Both of them, their contracts ran up. They just chose not to resign and go somewhere else. And it's, I think it speaks volumes of their character that they're not talking bad about the place they used to work. You know, um, that being said, I think Adam Cole always wanted to leave Austin, Adam, whatever the hell you want to call him. And he always wanted to, to go to AEW. Oh, and God, 100%. Once, once he saw how things were there, how happy Britt was, how Austin the Bucks were doing, Kenny, all of that. And that was pre-pandemic, probably. So we're talking a whole year like year almost two years 
that he's still staying in that company waiting out his contract. And no matter what they told him, no matter what, how much money it was, he knew where he wanted to go. Well, so, Jay, to answer your question, I don't yeah. think it mattered so much of what they told him about the direction or if they told him or if there was the main roster or whatever it was, whether he stayed in NXT, went to SmackDown, made a shit ton more money, what made him world champion, whatever the case may be. I think at the end of the day, he just wanted to be where he is now. And I think the same thing with Brian. I think he realized that, all right, it's a hard decision, but I think I've done everything I can here. Let's try to see what I can do here. And as far as what NXT is doing now, is it a direct result of him not resigning? I don't know. I don't know if it's so much him as much as it is just the overall buzz and excitement that AEW is causing and bringing right now. Um, Miran is a huge part of that, so is Brian Danielson. But um, just in general, just overall, the entire company, everything, everyone that's been in that company, that company being AEW, from the beginning has just made it grow and grow and grow more interest, more build, new stars, the right way, new stars, not just throw a guy in a fucking match for no goddamn reason. Um, you know, that that's, that, that's how they, they, they were doing this. That that's what people want to see. And I think everything that's going on in NXT right now is Vince count trying to counter that buzz with a recreation of something of his own. But the problem is he did it to the wrong fucking brand. <laughs> he took the one thing, and, and, and I'll, I'll say this. I have been seeing the gradual decline of NXT. And you know that, because I've said it on the show and I've said it to you too. But I've also still seen the little sparks of what it used to be. This is nothing like it used to be. This is all Vince McMahon. This is all Bruce Prichard. This is all their vision. I feel very bad for Paul Levesque right now in a sense. But he's going along with it because he's doing what he's got to do. Um, I, I just think this is him reacting to it the way he thinks is going to get the viewers back. And I'm sorry, Vince. It's not going to work. Not for me. <laughs> not for me, man. Well, you know the funny thing, Jay, is, and you bring that up. He this is the this is the entertaining thing about what you said about recreating NXT. He originally okay, so the the guys that kind of got the foundation from NXT were in house products, you know, yeah. Seth Roman, uh, Wyndham, Biggie, Biggie, obviously not Mox, but whatever. Um, he was he was there though. Yeah, he was. He yeah he was. So they were in house products. They weren't really established outside. So those guys, they took those guys, turned them into big names on the main roster. We get that. But one could argue that at the, those guys, they didn't catapult NXT to where it no, got once guys, indie guys got there. Cole, Gargano, Beller, Shinsuke, yeah. Samoa, you know. Sammy, Finn, Sammy says, hey, the fucking list goes on. These are all established indie 
megastars in in the indie in the indie field megastars in the indie field big stars now some of them still megastars some of them not but those are the guys that catapulted nxt to where it is so and now mcmahon i don't know if he's thinking he can do that again with like he's gonna recreate the peak of nxt or what he's planning on doing because he has a small supply of indie talent still there in, in you know in a small supply like Champa Gargano, um, Roderick, LA Knight, Cameron Grimes. You know, there's not a lot. He's a small amount. Um, Dexter. I mean, there's a small amount. After that, like awesome. it, it, yeah, Austin. Yeah, but it, it's it's small. It's not what it was. Like those guys were with the other guys and it was stacked. So now it, it's a small supply. And I don't know if he's thinking in his head, well, I'm going to take my original idea and combine it with the idea that from the indie stars and make one big fucking melting pot of, uh, of NXT. <sighs> I don't know. And the thing that drives me crazy is Vinny Mac has a thing for big beefy men. And I'm not trying to say anything. It is what it is. Vince has been always been his entire life about working out, being a bodybuilder. That's his, that's his, that's his love. Like there's even rumors. He's wake up every day and go to the gym. So it makes sense. Like that's just what Vince is all about. And clearly off of the first episode of NXT 2.0, also a very interesting. Um, it's yeah, consider, considering they just let go of a team that's now called 2.0 and they call the show 2.0. And 2.0 is like, you know, be decently uh, decent on AEW. Not, not not anybody spectacular, but they're getting, you know, they're, 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 they're in the small stages yet. But you watch Steiner, Wagner, you know, um, I don't, I forget the guy's name that debut with uh, Carmelo Hayes. Um, yeah, that whole fucking thing, too. I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. Again, heel, heel. What the fuck? You know? Yeah, I... yeah. And it just... Uh, anyway, I, we've been talking about NXT for forever here. We still got to yeah. hit the main roster and then get on to the good shit. So uh, I'm good with I'm good on NXT unless you got anything else. No, I'm good with NXT, man. But the, but the only thing I'll say is, like I said before, he did it to the wrong fucking brand. He should have done it to... He should have did it to Raw. Because Raw is the brand that I think is hurting the most right now, or has been hurting the most for the longest fucking time, even before they went to Fox with SmackDown. Raw has been a very, very, very horrible product to watch. And the three hours does not help. But, man, I, I don't know. I can't stand this commentator they have, dude. He's so bland. I don't care about him, and I, I and I love Graves, and I love Byron when they're together. When it's the two of them, when they had Tom Phillips, I don't understand what the fuck they let Tom Phillips go for. I don't understand why they wouldn't let Tom Phillips be Tom Phillips in NXT on Raw with Byron and Corey, because that would have been fucking hilarious as it was in NXT. Hi, Jay. Raw is <laughs> it's unwatchable, dude. It, it, it's it's abs- it's absolutely atrocious. And I, I'm gonna say this because might as well get right into the the shit pick of the whole situation. 
<laughs> I don't like the fact that Big E is the champion. And I'm going to say this, not nothing against him. Because uh, he's a big dude. He can talk. My problem with Big E being a champion is, is he's basically been a joke character for his entire career. Uh, he's basically just been a comedic plug the entire fucking time. Um, yeah, he's held, you know, the tag belts. He's had the Intercontinental title. Like, it's not like he hasn't done shit. He's never really been somebody to be afraid of, uh, whether it's in the Rumbles, the matches. He never really did anything against big wins against any big names or anything like that. He's just always been a tag team comedic wrestler. Um, you have him essentially get a push because I, I don't know if it's just been behind the scenes bickering as to why he never got the push or whatever the case may be, um, you know, and people forget about this with Kofi also, you know, Kofi's title win was, it, it was, it was the fans, the fans were cheering for him to win just like Daniel Bryan when he won, it was, it was, it was behind the fans. And, you know, if Mustafa didn't get hurt, we don't know what would have happened with that. You know, there's rumors that Mustafa was headed to Mania versus Dan O'Brien. Was that the case? We don't know. You know, like, but regardless, you know, it was an injury that catapulted Kofi on top of the fact that the fan base, there hasn't really, there hasn't, I, has there been a, a large amount of chanting for Big E to be champion? I don't think so. And the thing is, too, there's so many other candidates that make more sense to me and in my eyes, but we can get there when we get there. Um, Number one, you basically ruin the surprise and have him announce before the show even begins that he's going to fucking cash in. Then the beginning of the show, he announces he's going to cash in. It, it ruins the luster of it, the, 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 the surprise, the whole point of Money in the Bank. And I didn't like the fact that he beat Lashley, who I thought has been one of their best parts of Raw. And... You know, he's really been great as a champion, as a heel, and everything that he's been done. I'll say this, and you're going to laugh at this. Um, you know I'm a Cross fan. You know it. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a way for them to have the belt on Big E to be able to get the belt on a guy like Cross at some point. I don't know if it's going to necessarily be him, but it gives them the flexibility. And I also think this is going to possibly give another guy like Finn a heel run and a title shot. Because I do, th- I can see Finn coming back to Raw or other guys moving or whatever the case may be. He's, a, he's definitely um, a transitional champion, a 100%. Um, and this is more so, I guess, just to have him in... Roman at Survivor Series for whatever reason, but I don't actually think that's what's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. So Roman's versus Lesnar at Crown Jewel for the title, which is a whole nother fucking conversation. They offici- and- yeah. They officially say, oh, God damn. I don't what want I- to talk about this company anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. See, I'm done. Fuck them. Fuck them. They suck. They're stupid. They don't know how to fucking do shit. I don't know. 
who is he fighting at Extreme Rules? Is he fighting Finn Beller? Yep. Okay, this is what I think this is leading to. The demon. Yes. I think what's going to happen is, well, Roman's going to win this belt. Or he's going to keep the belt over over Finn. I, I mean, yeah. But what I where I think this is going is I think this is leading to Finn beating Big E for the title and a rematch between Finn and Roman at Survivor Series with Finn getting the win because the belt's not on the line. I think that's where this is headed. It'll make Finn look strong because he's got the belt. He gets to win over Roman. I really do think that's the path they're going with this. And the reason I think that is is because they have they had um the New Day versus the Bloodline on Raw. And I think that yeah. I, I I I don't think they're building up to Roman and Big E like people might think. I just I don't you know, like it doesn't that doesn't that's not a main event of Survivor Series to me. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just said a lot. So shoot, I I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. As soon as, as soon as you said that about Crown Jewel, man, every every. I'm sorry if I, I ruined it for you. By all no, means, no, no. I mean, it's it's not you. It's just the fact that every tiny, teeny, tiny ounce of of care that I had to want to talk to waste my breath on this company just went out the fucking window. And I knew that was going to happen. I fucking knew it. Because they can't wait. They just can't fucking wait and do good long-term storytelling anymore. He just doesn't want to do it. He no, it's got nothing to do, well, it's got nothing to do with that. Part, it's blood money. Well, the, 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 well, that's part of it. But here's the other thing. It would be more money and more people invested and more people happy to want to invest in your company, in that WrestleMania main event, if you build it all the way from SummerSlam to WrestleMania, like you used to do back in the day. Long-term storytelling, a, 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 it's, it's storytelling 101. You know, you, you don't want to do it like the NWO and Stain shit, right? But at the same time, God, what the fuck is six months? Who gives a shit? I gotta Why find gotta this. Um, three? I gotta find this quote from Tony Khan that he said a couple of days ago. Um, right. Here it is. Okay, bear with me for a second. It's kind of long. It's not that long, but I quote Tony Khan. They do. This is in regards to WWE and their pay-per-views. They do a lot of shows, at least once a month. I don't put on that many of these pay-per-views. I really try to focus on television product, Dynamite, and Rampage. The three hours of television and our shoulder programming and development content is really a core focus for me. And the stories build up for the quarterly pay-per-view events. And it's pretty exciting because the closer we get to the pay-per-views, you can really feel the excitement building, these stories building People can't wait to see these big matches. You know what that's called? That's called an actual wrestling fan who knows what the fuck they're doing. Oh, yep. Yep. 110%. And I- I'm sorry, man. I-, I-, I have no care for this product anymore. I-, I don't because that match is a dream 
at this point, just because of storyline purposes alone and the way they've done it, that match is a dream WrestleMania match. Not because we've, you know, never seen, seen it. Roman and Brock, because we've seen it, what, twice already at Mania? Because of Heyman. Yeah, it's all because of Heyman. It's all because of that. And, that and, and the fact that Lesnar is a, a face. Like, right. And, and this is a year that they've had Heyman with, with Roman, where Brock has been nowhere to be found. You mean to tell me you can't wait six more fucking months and put this on your biggest fucking show of the goddamn year? You can't do that because you got to go to Saudi. Well, no, and and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why they how they fucked up with this. Number one, they blew their load. I mean, literally, the dick was out. They blew their load because they saw they were, they hit they hit they hit the panic button when punk came back immediately they're like fuck 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 punk okay well, they i mean that, that's fine that you know back at SummerSlam, though. it's not I'm fine okay it, it's not fine well, cuz that's too much time what would have made sense in my opinion months. is it it's longer than that it's 8 months isn't it mm. i mean wrestlemania is in april Till yeah, seven months, whatever. So but, but but you start building it though in March. But that's so not. I mean, but but you know how WWE is, and that's not how they usually do things. What would have made sense, and this is my honest. To. Yes, they used to back when the product was good. That's the point. But here, but here is what they should have did. They should have did it where Lesnar came back in December at TLC. Whoever Roman beats at TLC, Lesnar does the same thing he did at SummerSlam. What you can build up to is then Roman won't give him a title shot. What does Lesnar got to do? He's got to go in the fucking Rumble. And then what does fucking Roman do is, you know, okay, whoever eliminates Lesnar or whatever the case may be gets a title shot against me, whatever the case may be, could have put a hit hit on Lesnar similar to Austin back in the day. They could have did that, and they could have built up where Lesnar fucking won the Rumble had to go through another obstacle or whatever at Elimination Chamber, whatever the case may fucking be. And then finally, one-on-one with Roman at WrestleMania. It would have been perfect three-month build-up, four-month build-up, and we would have got well, the championship match. Plain and simple. I, That's what they should I have did. I, I don't disagree with that. I think that would have been fine, too. But, I, but I'm, I'm saying, like, you think long-term story planning, right? You bring him back at SummerSlam because you panic as a punk. That's fine. You you bring him back. You can bring him back, but you can also keep him off TV that long to do it because they've done it before when he had the fucking belt in the first place. Yeah. So I know it can be done, but they chose not to. They chose to go the Saudi route. And I'm... It's all about it's all as we all know. It's all about blood money. They're just trying to. They do this with these fucking Saudi events. Like I heard recently, it was a couple of weeks ago. They were contacting Undertaker about a match or something like that. I'm like, Jesus yeah, and it's just like, how, how long are you? Yeah, how long are you gonna fucking, you know, pull the trigger on these guys that don't want to be wrestling? And here, here's the thing about WWE. They literally shoot themselves in the in the foot themselves, like and it is not. There's nobody, nobody to blame but themselves. A couple fucking points to be taken here. First off, okay, you could have 
you you could have kept CM Punk, but you just didn't give him time off like he fucking wanted. That's number one. Yeah. He he wanted to heal. You didn't give him time off. He left. Well, number one, Daniel Bryan. What did he do? He wanted to fucking wrestle consistently. You didn't give that to him. He left. Sting, another guy. You were concerned about injuries. So, okay, fine. I get it. But you also didn't give, maybe didn't give him a chance to, you know, heal or whatever the case and be on actually wrestle. You didn't do it. He's gone. He's, is he really a major thing in AEW? No, but he's there and he's still sting. Um, Kenny Omega. Now, granted, we don't know if there's a lot of, if there's really any conversation or what the case may be, but or even with the young bucks, all you had to do, and I know Vince doesn't want to do this because he's a madman, is give guys some creative control. I wonder if they would have actually offered a big deal and some creative control to the Bucks and Omega if they would have went to WWE. Because let's face it, and they would even admit this right now, your dream as a wrestling fan is to go to WWE at some point. That's what your fucking dream is. So I wonder if it was a six-figure deal, seven problems. Yeah, if I don't it was, know if it is anymore. But yeah, if it was a six-figure, seven-figure deal for Omega or whatever the case may be, and if they had creative control, if they would have, you know, if they would have went to WWE. Like I said, we don't know this. We don't. But the thing that drives me crazy about all this is, is that they just seem to they shoot themselves in the foot on this. They kill themselves with these decisions they make. And now they're just forced to, you know, milk older guys and hope some shit happens. One thing I'll give them credit for, and this is briefly going back to NXT, is that they are attempting to actually do a youth movement here, which is, it is smart because let's face it, they do need to start building up a little depth. Like they don't, they're, they're really relying on older guys, guys that the fans don't care about, guys that have, you know, like they're really, they're, they're limited. So I'll give them credit on that note. But they're doing it the wrong way. They are. And, the, and another thing, too, is, I mean, you can talk about recent guys that they recently let go. You know, Malachi or Andrade. Like These are guys you had in your company that you could have built, but you didn't. Rusev, Rusev was fucking money, and you didn't do it. It's just aggravating. And here we go again. You have guys like the Bearcat, Keith Lee. What the fuck? Um, you got you got Keith Lee. You got fucking cross dressed as fucking Smash from Demolition. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I I I'm good on WWE. I don't really have I I don't have much else to say. I don't either. Except I have one question to pose to you. Do they run an angle in Saudi so the match either doesn't happen or it's very short and Lester basically gets taken out and then they just have him come back at the Rumble with it and then they do it at Mania? No. I mean... No, but I I do... They're going to pull... Something is going to happen in that match. I I could see a DQ or... I don't well, see any other WrestleMania main event that makes sense at this point. Then, if they're not going to go with Brock, because I don't think Rock can. No, I don't Rock think is. Rock and Roman ain't happening this year or, or next year. 
I think they got to wait well, who, till Hollywood I, for that. I don't know. I that's a good question. If if that's if that's the idea, okay. If that's the main event that they're going for this year, like Rock's like, okay, I have to do this year. I guess this makes sense now as to why they're doing this. But if that's the case, I'd much rather see Lesnar and Roman at fucking Survivor Series. It's one of your flagship events. I, I know I get the whole fucking Raw SmackDown thing. No one cares about that anymore. Well, not only that, but no, well, no one cares because it's their own damn fault that no one cares because the way they do it, no one. It's it's just just like they said, no one cares about anything because of the way they do it. <coughs> My thing is. I don't want that to happen at any other place but WrestleMania because that is there. I mean, let's just face it. There is just no one else right now. They don't have anybody. They just don't, you know, and could they build cross up enough to get them to that point? Maybe, but not the way they're currently going. Could and not that. Keith Lee, uh, same uh, thing. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think they can do it. Right. I, where he's at right now, I mean, that's a quick fucking build up for him to be in the main event of fucking WrestleMania. I mean, as it happened, of course. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it would be for any of them. And that's the point. That's that's the thing. That's why it's like that's the money match. And to be honest with you, I don't think Vince even thinks or cares about what a money match at WrestleMania is anymore because WrestleMania is the money match. And that's just not the right way to do business because you're going to have people that don't give a fuck about your product that still want to come and see the superstars sure but how often are they going to want that versus what we want on you know the the rest of the time they're there for mania we're here we're year round you know i got one more question for you um about this i'm curious i'm curious about your answer here do you think – no, I know I said I thought they pulled the trigger on Lesnar because of, uh, uh, of Punk, which it just adds up for, to me that that is why they did that. But do you think maybe there was a little concern that if Lesnar was remaining a free agent, that if they waited longer and he kept seeing what AEW was doing, that there was a chance he would go to AEW? Possibly. I mean, I again, though – we don't know how long they were actually in talks to doing this. You know, I mean, they, it could have been planned before Punk made his debut. Um, it could have been after. We don't know. It seems like it would have been after because that's the way it went down so suddenly and everything. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I'd be giving them way too much credit by saying it would be before Punk and, and that would be, you know, it had nothing to do with it. But I, I don't know. Well, let's um, maybe, maybe Brock, maybe Brock would have gone. Maybe Vince thought he would have gone. I don't know. I maybe they had a, a working handshake agreement. We don't know. You know, we, we just we're just not privy to that information. So um, but if they didn't and if it is the way that you're describing, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of if it's not, you know, due to punk there's. Because I, th- I believe the report said, or at least Punk and Khan said they were talking, what, the end of June or something. So it was a little kind of in advance. So, yeah. it, you know, I'm assuming word got out to WB. But the only thing I can think of is that it was a little pre-planned to, to combat that. Who knows? I, you know, we, like I said, we don't know that information for sure. None of us will. 
Um, but anyway, I to the CNJ wrestling show. But anyway, and now a word from our sponsor. No, um. <laughs> no, uh, it was, it's funny. It's actually good timing because we were at the uh, getting close to the time limit yeah, for you know there. each each episode, and uh, I do have. I will say I do have a pizza coming, so at some point I will have to take another commercial break. But um, aside from that, um, the only thing I was going to say left for WWE that we can jump right into the good, good shit. Um, yeah. I, and, and this part I won't hate, but I wonder if you will. But I have a feeling Alexa's going to beat Charlotte. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay, no, no, that, that's, that's that's totally okay. But um, yeah. I, the the only thing that will save it for me, man, I'm telling you, is if they don't have a finish and they do some angle or injury where Brock's out again, and then he comes back and wins a rumble, and then they have it in Mania. But even then, even then, I will still have an asterisk next to this in my memory bank as far as how they fucked up something yet again. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> on to the good, the, the good shit, <laughs> the real such good shit, pal, <laughs> all elite wrestling and man, dude, they're on a steamroll right now, man. They really are. They're on a fucking, well, they're just on a train and it's going so fast and I really hope. I hope it. I hope it continues, and I hope it goes good. I, I really do. Well, <coughs> I will say this: full disclosure, have not seen Dynamite, uh, Elevation, or Dark yet from this week, so I have not watched anything. Um, I did hear that Danielson and Kenny was amazing. I heard it went to the time limit draw. Um, I think I heard Malachi v. Cody, and I, there's some other things, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I'm very, like I said, I'm very behind because of other stuff going on, but uh, I'm going to try to at least get a little bit more caught up uh, tonight after our show. Uh, maybe tomorrow too, we'll see. Um, but I do want to go back to the Dynamite from last week, and I just wanted to point something out. I don't remember everything that happened. Um I know that I've already copied it onto a disc, so I can't even go back on the DVR and watch it at this point, but I can pop on the disc and watch it if I wanted to. And yes, I know I'm old school. I still do discs. But anyway, um, what I do remember, and this is the most important thing, is the format of that show, the style of the show, (coughs) the order of matches in the show and angles, Everything that was done on that episode is what you do in pro wrestling. That is how you entertain the fans. Every single segment, every single match, everything they did on that episode, I enjoyed to the fullest extent of me being a wrestling fan. I cannot remember the last time I have said that from top to bottom about any show that Vince McMahon has produced wrestling wise or other for that matter, even though I don't watch anything else he does the way XFL or any of that shit. Grant he's not doing any more the rock is, but still. Um yeah man, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And that's not the only time 
AEW has done that since they became a company in you know January of 2019 or whatever it was. Um, they have they they know what they're doing. Tony Khan knows what he's doing. He's got the right people around him, and yeah, I, I honestly, like I said, I am I'm not throwing shade at WWE by saying that. I'm not throwing shade on Vince McMahon as a, by saying this. <coughs> Excuse me. I am honestly saying this. I cannot remember when the last time I could say that about any WWE or NXT show for that matter. So <coughs> I, I just want to say one thing about um, next or this week that you missed. Uh, I just want to say one thing. The Kenny and Brian match. Well, I, I told this to you off air, off air before. Um, absolutely fantastic, phenomenal match. Uh, not a not a you know five star by any means, but a very very good psychological match. Just very good. Um, I will say this: my one complaint about the episode is, and this is not giving anything away. Don't worry. Um, is they needed to get rid of one match because another match or two was one in particular was rushed um two actually i would say two but they needed to get rid of one match they had too many matches in such a short time um and and we'll i'll dig deeper into that once you watch it but um so that's all i gotta say about that but yeah um as far as you know dynamite they're just they know what they're doing man and like you know what funny thing about dynamite last week was it wasn't even that it was like star studded or anything like they, you know, like they, they, they had all the big names on there, I guess you could say, but it was just, it was just portioned out properly. They had, you know, enough, you know, younger talent on there. They had the right guys on there. Um, you know, MJF is on, on fucking fire right now with his mouth. <laughs> um, He's the best heel in wrestling on the yeah. microphone. It's true, and you know, but they also, you know, you got to see, you know, Jade and Layla. You got to see, you know, um, Seidel and Martin. You got to see even guys like Kazarian. You got to see on there, like, and 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 it was a fucking awesome show. Like that's what is just that's just what is mind boggling to me that you don't need to have a show loaded with every fucking stud you have to have a successful show. And, and, and that was enough. It, it was proven. And yeah. I hate this comment that keeps going around is that WW or sorry, uh, AEW is basically, how do I say this? That they're AEW is, is basically uh, WCW. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't get the reasoning behind it. And, and and the way I, the reason I say this is because they like to compare how there was, you know, there was uh politics where the stars were running the show and blah, 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 and all this, you know, you know, back and forth BS. Here's the thing with that. And uh, this is the, this is the honest God truth. Yes. Is the, are the stars, you know, are they a big part of the show? Yes. But they have, the guy funding it, the guy behind the money, the guy who is really, really the the star is a diehard wrestling fan. He's not, you know, a fucking billionaire idiot or, you know, it's 
not a corporate guy. So running the show. Also, the other thing is too, these are like real life best friends who are the EVPs and in charge. This isn't just, yeah, sure. Nash and Nash and Hall or Hall and Nash are, but you know, Hogan and other guys, there was a lot of fucking shit going on. Also, another thing too, is the guys you had that were in charge of WCW were pissed off at WWE and they came to WCW with almost like a hatred to do things their way they the way they want to do. And you know, and that's essentially where that got out of control. This isn't the case in AEW. They weren't pissed. They were never at WWE. They just wanted an alternative and they knew that they could do an alternative well, was Cody up? and Kenny were well, Cody and Kenny were for a cup of coffee. True, but not enough to where I mean Cody maybe had a little grudge, Cody, but yeah. yeah. You know, but I think that's gone by now, um, at this point. Like I just well, the, I don't the, I don't get the, what, I, what I was just gonna say real quick, Jay's I don't get the I don't get it, and it's a lot of it has to do with people bitching about there's so many X WWE guys and blah 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 blah. Sure there's X W E guys and thing is is that they have built a large amount of young talent that is literally hasn't even touched their potential yet. We can sit here all day and talk about MJF and Darby Allen and, and Hangman Page. Those three guys all, you know, and Orange Cassidy all, all fucking day. And that's, Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy. And that's not even that's not even getting into, you know, Hobbs and Daniel or Garcia and you know other guys that Pillman Jr. who haven't even Wardlow who haven't even touched the surface top flight haven't even touched the surface of potential yet. And top flight are what twenty and twenty one respectively. Garcia is like I think Garcia is twenty two. Like these are guys that like they haven't even. They're not even anywhere near where they're going to be. So, yeah, you know what? If you want to bitch and moan because Omega and Cole and all these, you know, mid-30 guys are are doing their shit, that's fine. Okay, bitch all you want. But in 10 years from now, when you're sitting back and you're seeing all this young talent be those guys and WWE is milking the tit of Roman Reigns, you're going to fucking – you're going to think to yourselves, oh, I guess they weren't WCW. Well, the main difference I was going to say between Holland Nash and Hogan versus what Kenny, the Bucks, and Cody are, like, their title of the company are executive vice presidents. Hall, Nash, and Hogan never had a title in WCW. They were just wrestling characters. Oh, well, Nash was technically the booker at some point, but... Nash and, and Hogan never were official, you know, owners or, or, or executives, I should say, of that company. Um, <coughs> excuse me. They, they have major influence on the people that were, of course. But um, I, I think that's the main difference. Like, like the Bucks, Kenny and Cody have that. But the buck doesn't necessarily stop with them. Um, I think the buck stops and starts with Tony Khan and um, they all talk everything out and for the most part up until this point at least they have all been on the same page 
And with WCW, with those guys, in the beginning they were, but they were also winning, and it was it was all about ratings, and they cared about what WWF was doing at the time because they technically were the big dog in town. At this point, <coughs> it doesn't matter to AEW what WWE does. You know, are are they technically financially still the biggest big dog in town? Probably. But creativity and you know, fan support, it's that needle shifted, man, and that needle started to shift at the show we were at. And that's awesome that we can say that. But um Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see them keep going. I want to see this week's episode so I can finally see this match. And the people that bitch, well, if you don't like it, then don't watch. That's, you know, and, and Punk said that best. You know, and I agree with him. So. I just don't, I, I just, it, it just, the thing that drives me crazy the most is, and I, and I know we talk a lot of shit about WWE, but the reason we and I we've said this in the show multiple fucking times. The reason we talk shit about WWE is not because we hate WWE at all. If it wasn't for WWE, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be wrestling fans. We wouldn't be enjoying the shit. It's more so that we're just frust- frustration like a motherfucker at what the product is and has yeah. been, and and it's the the ability for them to almost purposely dumb you down in order to fucking watch the show. And it's also crazy that WWE fans can't accept or enjoy the fact that there's another company. And like, it's, and I'm not saying this is everybody because you're right. The needle has shifted. I think it shifted a little while ago. It really shifted now, but um, I, I, I think, you know, it began shifting at all in and it was slow. And I say because it was a very slow beginning, but there was just all in really lit the fuse and lit the the rumblings that, oh, okay, well, there could be another company now, you know, like there's a lot of talent here, you know, and like it's turned into what it is. And, you know, for a long time, you might say to yourself, okay, well, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to lead a company with, you know, Jericho, Moxley and Omega, you, you know, which is mind boggling when considering Omega's, for the last seven, six, seven years has been a top five, if not top three, if not number one wrestler in the fucking world every year, which is crazy to me to think of that. But um, now you're bringing in all these weapons and I call them weapons because you have weapons. Now you have Danielson, you have punk, you have sting, even if it's sting, it's still sting. Uh, uh, oh, you know, Rusev on top of the fact that you have this young talent built and on top of the fact that you're bringing in, you now established fucking stud in his prime has even hit his prime in Adam Cole. Like that is a major fucking blow that we won't real that maybe maybe people don't realize yet, but you're gonna realize at some point. And then on top of it, bringing over talent that people want to see, like Suzuki. Like this is the shit that, or even Gage. I, I you know me, I'm not a Gage fan, but people are, and it's just like they're bringing these guys over. And they're literally just, they're doing things WWE never did, never would do. And, it, like, 
what's going to happen? And, and we know this is going to happen, but what's going to happen once Jay White comes over or to, to wrestle, even if it's a match or two, or Okada or Tanahashi, or we get guys from Ring of Honor to step in, or, you know, like, it's going to happen. You know they're going to have these matches, these feuds, these agreements with these other companies. And you're just going to make WWE look shittier more and more because they don't want to take part in it. They don't want to enjoy the ride. Like, like let's get back to territories and fun shit where shit was going on and people were jumping here and there. and It was, it was good shit. Like, let's get in. Let's not get into the situation where there's constant, constant fucking battle lines drawn. You know? Right. Like... I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating, but it's just... I wish things were different. I wish they were doing things differently, and I wish... I don't know, man. I, I wish they were more competitive, and they gave a fuck more. I do, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that we could come on here and talk about them in the same light. Maybe not to the extent, extent of excitement, but at least in the same positive light as we do pretty much not just AEW, but all of the other companies out there right now. Because, like you said earlier, the Big Five or whatever they are, um, <coughs> they're all, and they've been all better, producing a better product than the WWE. Um, that being said, uh, I have nothing else further on AEW at this point. Do you? Uh, I don't actually. Um, okay. yeah, well, I don't. so let's close it with uh, <laughs> a rant from Jay, if you will. <laughs> okay, I'm. Uh, I, I I can't say I'm. I'm not excited, but. <laughs> so, everybody that listens to this right now knows about Dark Side of the Ring, right? They're on what season? three is it of this uh series now i don't remember if i saw all of season two i'm pretty sure i did i think the road warriors was the last episode of season two right uh jay uh is it okay (laughs) if we pause if we pause for two minutes yeah we'll pause and then the rant will come back all right i'm excited to listen so we'll be back with you guys in a minute all right Welcome back, and Jay's rant is about to begin. <laughs> before before I do that, McCaffrey's still out for the game. Oh yeah, he hasn't he hasn't came back in. He's done for the game. My one buddy said that mm-hmm. so it's a hamstring apparently. But my 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 one buddy buddy brought up a valid point. He's like, I he's like I don't think it's serious because he walked off the field no problem and everything. But he's like maybe they just don't want to risk it against the like the worst one of the worst teams in the league at this point. Yeah, could be, but. Who knows? How, uh, hopefully, no. who got the two touchdowns? Uh, it was yeah, it was. Uh, I think the backup tight end and then Sam Darnold rushed it in. Oh, lovely. Pretty much helps no one. Anyway, uh, yep, none, nobody at all. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, dark side of the rain. Uh, I believe it's season three. Season two finale was the Road Warriors, right? I believe. Uh, I believe so. Actually, I might watch that tonight. By the way, anyway, continue. Okay. Um, I have not watched any of these episodes yet because I watch too much actual wrestling, so I don't have time. But I the show, so 
I know that the first episode was about Brian Pillman, and I love Brian Pillman, so I definitely would want to watch it at some point. However, last week they did an episode about the 2002 plane ride from hell. Now, I remember this story back in 2002 when it first came out. I remember hearing about all the allegations and everything, and very similar in a sense. Um, not well, I shouldn't say very similar because the, the, I guess you could <clears throat> consider the accusations maybe a crime, but well, I, I guess maybe didn't the girl with Marty say that he raped her or something? Is that what it was? But that, or did she say it was consensual? Or like, what was what was the deal with that? With with Marty Skrull? Yeah, she said that it was it was more like she was like in intoxicated and I, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was a straight fucking like oh he fucking raped me. It was I don't know. It was it was a weird. I don't Jay. I don't even fucking know. To be honest with you, like I said, it's such a fucking. Oh disaster <laughs> well <clears throat> so I, I remember hearing about you know michael hayes getting his uh, beard cut off for whatever ponytail whatever it was um by mr perfect i remember hearing about them wrestling at each other on the plane being drunken and disruptive and you know flair strutting in his robe throwing his dick around all that shit i remember hearing about all of that but I never heard anything about any criminal charges, uh, any of that. <clears throat> I did remember hearing a couple of years later about a lawsuit from a flight attendant. But then I also heard that it got settled out of court. So I'm like, okay, this happened 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Um, well, um, all that time between then and now, no one has said anything about it. No one has cared about it. It's an incident that happened. It sh probably shouldn't have happened. It definitely wouldn't happen in today's world, for sure. No. <laughs> um, fuck, Flair would have been tased or shot if he did that shit today. Um, <clears throat> that's besides the point. Um, but for whatever reason, Dark Side of the Rain decided, okay, that's a story people are going to want to hear. Let's do that. Okay, no big deal, whatever. It's Dark Side of the Rain. It's a dark incident that happened. Okay. Um, I still have not seen <clears throat> any actual footage or clips or anything um, about what Tommy Dreamer allegedly said, what Rob Van Dam allegedly said. I read the transcripts that have been posted on in articles online, but I've never actually seen it yet. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, I was busy last week. I had a bunch of concerts to go to, so I didn't watch shit. And one of my wrestling fans of another state, Josh, shout out to Josh. What's up, Josh? Hope you're listening. You're probably not, but hopefully you will. Um, he asked me, you know, he always asked me questions about wrestling all the time. Did you see this? Did you, did you see that? Blah, blah, blah. 
He's like, did you watch Dark Side of the Rain? And I'm like, no. Why would I watch Dark Side of the Rain? What was what was cool this week? Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, I just don't have the time for it. And he didn't respond. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So then I think I want to say it was Sunday night. <clears throat> it was finally Sunday night or... No, I think it was Monday night because uh, both episodes were on there already. So, you know, I, as you know, I'm an avid busted open listener. Um, even bes- before we started this podcast, I was I listened to them all the time. Um, I am probably a good six months behind. Actually, no, probably more than that at this point. But I'm good behind on, on the episode. So I, I just catch up. I listen on the podcast for the most part. Uh, the show that they did, the dedicate to Daphne, I listened to that one live. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I was going to go back to the archives and uh, listen to one. And then I see the last two ones, uh, the last one uh, from Monday, and it says Dave addresses the nation. And I'm like, okay, what happened now? So I started to play, and he's like, yeah, somber mood, blah, 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 you know, bully ass how he's doing, and he's like, actually, not that great, blah, 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 and he starts talking about um, all this stuff. Oh, actually, you know what? I think before that, I did actually see a little snippet about how Impact uh, Wrestling suspended Tommy Dreamer indefinitely for something, and I, I didn't read it, though, so I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it was storyline, what happened on Impact, I haven't seen it, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but that's all I knew. I, and, and I didn't know it was, had anything to do with dark side of the rain. I had no, no idea about flair. None of that. All I know is like, okay, I'm going to listen to this and I'm listening. And Dave's like talking about, you know, we take allegations very seriously or busted open, blah, blah, blah. Talking about what Tommy dreamer said last week. And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <clears throat> because for those of you that don't know, Tommy Dreamer is on or was on Busted Open. Um, hopefully he will be again one day, but we'll get there in a minute. So, long story short, I go back and listen to Friday's episode when he's actually talking about with Mark Henry. And he is basically not necessarily throwing Tommy under the bus, so to speak, because Tom, Tommy said what he said. But he's sitting there, and Tommy Dreamer is allegedly one of his best friends, right, in the business. Does this radio show with him. And he's acting like he's so disappointed in Tommy. Like, Tommy did something so like so incredibly wrong, and how could he say these things and all, all this stuff? And I'm like, well, what the fuck did he say? So then I go back, and I read the trans- transcripts, and... I'll be honest, see, I probably should watch it just so I can see it with my own two eyes instead of reading hearsay and hearing other people talk about it. But hearing about all this makes me not want to <laughs> because this goes back, in a sense, to this whole Me Too shit, everything that happened a year ago. And you and I came on this show and when all that shit was going down and... You know, we, we made our statements that we do not condone any type of abuse of behavior. And, and that, you know, Dave LaGreca could have said the same thing. And he, he did to an extent, but he went overboard with it. 
And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, Flair's the one that allegedly did all this shit. Tommy Dreamer was just defending him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know, have the exact quote in front of me, so I don't know exactly what it was said. But it was something about Dreamer, something to the effect of if she was that concerned about justice, why did she take a payout or something like that? And it was just Flair being Flair. He wasn't going to, you know, hurt somebody, rape somebody. He doesn't need to do that. He's Ric Flair, blah, blah, blah. Never seen him do that, all that stuff. And it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, just because you've never seen him do it doesn't mean he wouldn't do it. But at the same time, um, this shit happened over 20 fucking years ago, right? And... You know, you say what you will. Like, if he actually did do something to that, to the effect of actually grabbing her hand and putting it on his dick, okay, yeah, that's not cool. Um, fuck, getting naked and strutting out of an airplane ain't cool. But still, you know, like, like I said, there was no criminal investigation. He was never placed under arrest. None of this shit. And it was 20 fucking years ago. If he did it, he's he's a piece of shit, right? Anybody that does stuff like that is in completely in the wrong. Totally would need to be held accountable for it. Like you and I came on this show last year and said that. We we agree with that, and I still believe that to this day. However, <laughs> what Tommy Dreamer said in a sense of why did you take the payout? Why didn't you just take the son of a bitch to justice if you cared so much about it? I'm paraphrasing there. But He's not wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's... And another thing, and I don't know if you heard this, but allegedly this, this girl in 2016 got arrested for robbing a couple banks with her quote-unquote boyfriend at the time. So I actually saw somebody comment on that and, and post that on, on some group saying, well, maybe, you know, she needs cash for, for what happened and blah, 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 or whatever, and... Maybe that's why she's doing this now. And, you know, and, and if that's the case, like, I mean, I don't know if they interviewed her, Dark Side of the Rain, because like I said, I haven't seen it. But if they did, and, you know, I, I don't know if they did their due diligence about that. I mean, it mean, could be two totally separate incidences. You know, they could have said some shit about, well, you know, she was so distressed. That's why she did it, blah, 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 you know made up some stuff like that whatever maybe it was the case who knows you know um my main thing though is like this cancel culture bullshit needs to fucking stop man did tommy dreamer say something that could have offended somebody possibly but at the same time <clears throat> he's not victim shaming when he's saying you know why did you wait 20 years he's asking a legit question you know i mean it's taken completely out of context and the fact that Impact has suspended him, Busted Open has suspended him, Car Shield has pulled their ads with Ric Flair on NWA, Ric Flair's been taken out of the beginning of WWE, replaced by the Ultimate Warrior of all people, but still. I mean, for what? For for 20 years ago? For for this this woman who claimed and then settled out of court and then robbed a fucking bank afterwards, like... Granted, again, I'm not trying to victim blame. If she, if she suffered serious mental trauma from whatever happened on that plane, I am very sorry for that. And the people that did that to her 
do need to be held accountable, but they needed to be held accountable at the time. You don't wait 20 fucking when no one's cared about this incident. <clears throat> no one said anything about this incident, regardless if it's on any wrestling show, podcast, whatever. Nobody's doing a, oh, let's go back in time and you know, review what happened on that plane ride from hell 20 years ago. No. You know, and yeah, Perfect got fired. Scott Hall got fired. Scott Hall was going to get fired anyway from drinking, so that didn't matter. I think Perfect got fired more so because he was the one that cut Hendrix's hair or whatever. Hendrix, I call him Hendrix. You know what I mean. Fucking Hayes. But I, it's just, it bothers me so much in today's society where people just want to be mad at the, the wrong, at the things that people do wrong. And I get it. No one wants to be wronged. But at the same time, no one is fucking perfect. You know, we are all human beings. We all make mistakes. And if the people that make the mistakes don't want to own up to them, that's one thing. But she sued the company. Excuse me. She sued the company. She sued the wrestlers. They settled out of court. I don't know what the settlement was. But, again, it goes back to why are you suing them? Do you want money? Are you suing them because what happened really fucked it with you in your head and you want justice? You know what I mean? I I, I just... Uh, it just really bothers me, man. It really, really, really bothers me. And, and it's a slippery slope in a sense. But at the same time, if something happens in the moment, do what you can to take care of it as quickly as possible in that moment. If it takes you a couple of years, understandable. But if we're talking about something that happened 20 fucking years ago, and... I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. What What do you got? I talked a, a long time there about this, this rant because this just really irritates the fuck out of me here. And this, no, you're you're fine. I that's what the whole point of this was. Um, yeah. And, and well, before you say that, I'm going to say two things. One, because of this, not only do I not want to watch Dark Side of the Rain anymore, but I also don't want to watch Impact Wrestling anymore, and I don't want to listen to Busted Open anymore. All three of those probably will change at some point, but as of right now. The way I feel about it, it irks me. So, the floor is yours. <laughs> like, this is the thing that frustrates me more than anything is we can I can find myself ten years from now being pretty rich and successful, and I can have a girl that I used to work with at a restaurant or whatever say, "Oh, he did this to me." Yep. And then they're going to be like, well, allegation, allegation, allegation. I, I hate the I hate this word that allegation. And the funny thing about this is, too, is that there's proof or that there's actually other people vouching for Ric Flair. Now, did what did what, what Ric Flair did? Was that a, a, the right thing? Like walking around his cock hanging out? No, like. But let, like, let's like not act like celebrities don't do stupid shit once they're in power, like. You know, is 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 Mark LaMonica, and I'll say his real name, is he a fucking angel? Not by any fucking stretch of the imagination. Um, so, I, you know, for him to come off like he's whatever, like, no. And, like, RVD's a 
fucking major stoner. Like Dreamer's not perfect. None of these guys are fucking perfect. None of them are saying they're fucking perfect. And I, I just hate this concept now that anybody can say anything about anybody now, and that person is in, instantly a threat Guilty. or a piece of shit or anything like that. There's no more evidence or law and order, and it's 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 fucked up, and it's all blamed on social media and the internet, and it's it sucks, and it's I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the episode when, when we're done filming this show, and I because. I, I forgot. I'm actually apparently I watched all the episodes of season three. I forgot that they went on a break for second half of season three, basically. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So this is like the second half starting of season three. So um, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it because I want to see what this is all about. And you know, I'm the same as you. I've heard stories about the plane ride from hell and this and that. And ah, uh, you know, Jay, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I don't. I think it's just. It's a bad look for WWE. It's a bad look for everybody when there's shit like this is going on because it makes wrestlers like look like bad fucking people. And I don't know, man. I just I don't like a Jay, and I'm gonna watch it, and I want to find out really what what was said before I elaborate really anymore. But the biggest thing that I come and take it is is like we have wrestlers that. Now, this is the thing that uh, is mind-boggling. I don't remember what Sammy Guevara said about Sasha. Do you remember what it was? He said that uh, something about that he would rape her or something okay. like that. But he was saying it like in a <clears throat> not that he would actually rape her. Rape yeah, her, but he no. Said it, you know, it's, yeah. He was, the, he was trying to compliment her how hot she is. Yeah, this is the thing that I don't get. Is I feel like some guys are like shrugged off. Like, okay, they're good. They get a get a get out of jail free card. Other guys don't. Like, there's been so many allegations against Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Like, how many? And he's still in 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 WWE and in a relatively decent sized capacity right now. Like, and I feel like the guy that's took the biggest hit out of this is Marty Skrull. And I say this. He's the biggest star that has suffered from this, and he's a prime example. What's up? I, I, I would say Joey Ryan too, but uh, but as far as taking the hit, but Scrow is a bigger, bigger. Marty was definitely a bigger star than Joey. But Joey Ryan, but Joey Ryan also. I mean, his allegations were really fucking bad, um, they were. and they, and there were, were multiple multiple women. Scurll was one, and his situation that he was in his country where it's legal. Like, there's just so many things that adds up to like he's not fucking guilty um right but i mean at the same time it, it wasn't Mar- marty was in a in a higher up place at the time when it happened so i could see that he would it would hurt him the most but joey was also at a very high point in his career when oh he was the highest peak in his so. career 100 percent. yeah yeah but i just i don't know man i just I don't like how things are. I'll, I'll never like how things are right now. And it's just, it sucks. Cause all it takes is one pissed off person, whether it's a man or woman or whatever the case may be to say one thing about somebody and that person's fucked. And that's just basically, yeah. basically what it is. So and even if it comes out later that this thing, the person said was, was false. 
there's still going to be people that believe that person anyway. And her, and that person, the other person's career will never be the same. Yeah. Or, or that it'll take so long for them to come back that it, it will just, it will it w- never be what it was. Yeah. It'll never be. Yeah. And that's the sad part. And that's what I fear about Marty, man. Every day. Yeah. That he's just going to come back at some point and it's just going to be so long that it's just going to be like, Oh, well, whatever. He's back. You know, like, I, it's but, just, but if it comes and we know it's going to come, or at least we probably won't know it'll come, but we think it's going to come and we get tickets and we're there and we see it, you know, you and I are going to mark the fuck out. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. hundred percent. But like I said, you know, who knows? But anyway, but yeah, that's all I really got on that, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I, like I said, you watch it tonight. Let me know how it is. I'm going to, uh, I pro my curiosity is there, but do you have Vice or where do you watch them on? Yeah, I have Vice. Okay, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it where I'm at. Yeah, I got Vice. <laughs> I'll try to find it online at some point, maybe in and watch them because because that's what I was watching before I think. But yeah, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy my um my pizza and uh watch a little dark yeah. side of the ring because you know and then I'll I'll get back I'll I'll report we'll report back on maybe just a little bit more in the next show just touch base for a second. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever that will be probably probably relatively soon because I'm gonna get caught up with stuff and. You know, we'll go from there, but... Uh, oh, yeah, we got a, a pay-per-view no one gives a fuck about this weekend. Yay! <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much, Jay. Pretty much, man. But... Um, yeah, we, we probably will not be doing a show about... At least not just that. I mean, if there's other shit to talk about, maybe we will. And But I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about it. I gotta watch uh, all this other stuff, and I will, and then we'll... Uh, Whenever that next show will be, man, everybody just just be patient with us. Keep following and keep liking, keep uh, sharing, keep commenting, doing all the stuff you always do. And uh, you know, we will uh, we will hopefully be back soon. I do want to say, um, Warrior Wrestling October sixteenth, Brett the Hitman Hart will be there. Um, I am gonna be there, hopefully with uh, with you. But if uh, you can't, I understand, but uh, at least for the fan fest, um, I don't know if we're going to end up staying for the card or not. Some of it looks kind of interesting, so maybe. But other than that, um, yeah, that's all I got, man. And thanks, like I said, as always, thanks for listening, liking, uh, commenting, sharing, all that good shit. And we will be back at another date. Yeah, definitely. You guys have a good night, and uh, we appreciate, obviously, the uh, listening and uh, everything you guys, you know, pay attention to on our show and everything. So I'm going to enjoy my pizza and watch Dark Side of the Ring, or Dark Dark Side of the Ring, I should say. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Once again, have a good night, everyone. Good night, everybody.